Mindset Mentor is proudly sponsored by Amica Insurance. Amica Insurance is all about empathy. They know your auto, home, and life insurance are more than just policies. Home insurance is about protecting the life you've built. Auto insurance is about protecting you on the road ahead. That's why Amica takes a consultative approach to help protect what matters most to you. They're a customer-owned insurance company that puts your needs first, and their representatives are available 24-7 for claim-related matters. As Amika says, empathy is our best policy. The Taste of the Mediterranean sales event is going on now through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. It's a store-wide flavor-packed journey of regionally inspired selections. Save on Mediterranean-inspired flavors like Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground lamb. Find sales on Animal Welfare certified meat. Save on seafood like whole branzini and sustainable wild-cut sockeye salmon. Stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles and whole wheat pita pockets. Wines from the sun-soaked vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy start at just $8.99. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to today's episode of the Mindset Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Dial. If you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. And if you're out there and you love this podcast, do me a favor. Give us a rating and review however you listen to us. Take out your phone, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, and give us a rating and review. The more positive ratings and reviews that we get, the more that those platforms show this podcast to people who have never listened to it before, which allows us to grow, allows us to impact more people's lives. So if you do that, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about communication. I'm going to give you a three-step process to be a better communicator. I'm going to teach you probably the most important skill that you can have for deepening your connection to other people. And part of that key is love, but it's not the love that you're actually thinking of. And so we've all heard it. When you think about it, communication is the number one key for any relationship. It really is. Actually communicating with somebody openly, honestly, but more than just communicating is also listening. It's like that phrase you were given two ears and one mouth because you should be listening twice as much as you speak. But if it's the number one key to relationships, it's the number one key to your romantic relationships, to your friendships, to your family, to your children, any other breathing human. So if they can fog a cup because they're breathing, this will deepen your connection with them, which is really one of the most beautiful parts of the human experience is being able to have a deep connection with another human. And I truly believe that one of the reasons why so many relationships fail is because lack of open, honest communication between both parties of people in that relationship. And so the problem with that, though, is that we're not really taught how to communicate with people. Sure, you can go and you can learn how to be a public speaker, but being a public speaker is not going to make you better at communicating with your wife. And so the problem is we're not really taught that. And, and to be honest with you, most of our parents are not really great communicators. Some of them are, but most of them are not because it's not something that's really taught. It's not something that you're born with either. It's a skill set. And human connection is amazing. So why don't we at least try to get better at it? So let's dive into it. Let's start to talk about it. The way that I see communication, as I just mentioned just a second ago, is communication is a skill. It is not something like, oh, I'm just not a great communicator. I wasn't born with it. No, it's not a talent. It takes practice. For me, I have gotten much better at communicating once I realized how terrible of a communicator I was. In my family, we weren't great communicators. We didn't talk about things as much. We didn't talk about emotions. And so as I got older and I started having relationships and I started, whether those were relationships with, you know, 
other women or having a relationship with people who are working in the office that I was running. I realized that if I want to grow as a person, grow in my romantic relationships, but also grow in a, as a business and a leader, communication is something I really need to master. I need to get better at. And I was a terrible communicator. But now I feel like it's something I really have a grasp on and I really understand deep communication with another human. And so what we're going to be talking about is the three steps, the three keys to communication with someone else. And this was actually created by Carol Comfer, who is a, a PhD, and uh, it's an acronym. And the acronym is LUV. So when I reference and I said it's about love, it's not L-O-V-E. It's actually an acronym that is L-U-V-E. I'm sorry, L-U-V, it's three, L-U-V. And so we'll go through each one of them. The L stands for listen. And this is a really important part, to listen with no need to respond with your opinions or your input in any sort of way. Because empathetic presence is the act of being fully present with another person, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally as well. I think that Listening is a skill set, once again, another skill set that we really need to try to get better at. It means setting aside your own thoughts, setting aside your judgments, setting aside your beliefs that were possibly ingrained into you by your parents or your religion or whatever it might be, setting aside those, setting aside the distractions and be entirely with the other person. One of the things that, that you start to learn as you start to become more of a leader and work in leadership positions, and especially as a coach in the industry that I'm in, is the act of holding space for somebody. Holding space for someone to actively speak whatever is on their mind without any judgment, but in a state of love where they can say whatever it is that they want. And to feel like, you know what, I feel safe. Like, don't we all want someone to look at us and say, I feel safe in the presence of them so that I can fully express exactly what's going on and not feel like I have to hold back? We all want to create that feeling for other people. But how often do we throw our beliefs and judgments on top of somebody when they're communicating and then they don't feel safe actually communicating with us? And so it's about listening and getting better at listening. You know, in the, in the really fast-paced world that we live in, distractions are everywhere as well. And so being fully present with someone shows that you, you value them. It shows that you respect them. And so it's about eye contact. It's about communication, which we'll talk about as well. But also just put your damn phone away. Like it bugs me when I go to, when I go to dinner and I see people on their phones at dinner. I'm like, could you just put it away for a little while? Like I understand sometimes there's emergencies and stuff, but... Can we at least be present with somebody? If you go to a coffee shop with a friend and you have your phone, you can leave it on the, the counter or you could leave it in your purse, whichever one you want. You could put it in your pocket. You could put it on the seat next to you so that therefore there are no distractions so that the thing that it, it subconsciously communicates to the other person that I'm here, I'm listening, I'm present with you, nothing else in this world matters at this point. And so being fully present with that person with someone shows that you value them. It shows that you respect them. And what it really does is it creates a safe space for the other person to feel seen and to feel heard. And I don't know about you, but I really want to try to master the art of making somebody feel like being in the presence of me and be able to tell me whatever the fuck they want to tell me is a safe space. Without my judgment, without my opinions, without my beliefs, any of that. You can tell me whatever it is and I won't judge you. That is a state of love. That's a state of unconditional love, which is a state that we all want to try to be in. We all want to try to portray, which it's really hard to get into that. 
But sometimes it requires us just listening, just being with that person, not judging them. And to put away all of the distractions like phones, computers, other devices, make eye contact with them, head, uh, you know, head nods and, and show that you're, you're with the person every step of the way. The most value that you can give someone in a conversation, you may have never heard this before, the most value you can give someone in a conversation is not tips on how to get better. It's not trying to fix them. The most value that you can give someone in a conversation is silence. Interesting, right? You ever thought of that one? Silence. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with somebody and they're just a freaking talker and they talk and talk and talk and talk and they're talking about themselves and they're talking about themselves and you rarely say any words. You barely say anything. And at the end, they're like, that was such a good conversation. And you're like, I didn't say anything. What you did was you gave them space. And a lot of times people just don't have space. They don't feel like they have a safe space to be seen and heard. And so it's about listening to them without judgments. And as a guy, as a guy, me as a guy who wants to fix things and me also as a coach who knows how to help people fix things, it can be really hard not to try to fix someone. But it really comes down to allowing them to express and make them feel seen and heard without, oh man, if I say this to Rob, is he going to try to fix me? Don't try to fix. Read the book. If you, Men and women should read the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus because it talks about communication styles and how we're both so different, which I'll talk about in just a few minutes as well. Uh, but listening is really a skill. And uh, there are differences between way men, you know, I, wanna, I don't want to vastly overgeneralize, which I, I'm, I'm going to, but men and women tend to communicate differently than, than each other. And so, you know, sometimes... Uh, I'll give you a really good example. And I, I did this on a podcast episode a few months ago where I was talking about the difference between little boys and little girls. They've done studies on little boys and little girls, and they found that when they, they, had, a, uh, they had them in a um, schoolroom, they were inside of it and they were at their desks and they were watching them through you know, a, a wall that was actually just a mirror. And they were watching little boys and little girls communicate. And what they found was the majority of the time, little boys would communicate by sitting in the desk, facing the front when the teacher wasn't there, facing the front, shoulder to shoulder, talking while looking in the same direction. But what was interesting is that little girls, they actually turned towards each other. So they would turn their chairs completely and square up their shoulders. And then, you know, we're going to talk about in a second, which is how to actually verbally and, and physically communicate that you're listening. But a lot of times, little boys don't give verbal and physical cues that they're listening. Little girls tend to be really good with head nods. They tend to be good with saying, uh-huh, okay, talking back. And so it's a lot of times when like men, you know, you may have been with your wife before or your girlfriend before, and she's like, you're not listening to me. And you're like, what are you talking about? I just heard everything that she said. It might be that they don't feel like you're listening because they're not getting the verbal and the, the verbal and physical cues from you. And so it's about just understanding how each person communicates and trying to get onto their level of communication because we really want them to feel like they can talk and say what they need to say. And then the last tip I'll give you under listening is really interesting. Uh, my very first coach that I had when I was 19 recommended trying this, and it's pretty insane, is when someone stops, you don't have to do this all the time, but when someone stops and you feel like they're really big into saying something or they're really deep or they're about to go deeper, allow three seconds of silence before you respond. What's really interesting is that a lot of times we listen to somebody and then immediately we say what we want to say which shows that we weren't even listening fully in the first place because we were so busy talking about what we wanted, like thinking about what we wanted to talk about. But when you allow the space 
what usually happens is the person will start talking again. And what that shows is that they start going deeper and they give you more details of the situation. They give you more of what they're feeling or more details of the, the story. And so just try to listen and don't try to respond for another three seconds. So as soon as someone stops talking, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, then you can talk. And that gives you the space to be able to do it. So the first part of communication is L, which is listen. Looking for a rewarding, life-changing opportunity that enhances the lives of children in your community? With almost 50 years of experience, Huntington Learning Center is the nation's leading K-12 tutoring and test prep franchise dedicated to shaping brighter futures for students and franchisees. Huntington is a top revenue-producing supplemental education franchise in the U.S., and their proven system is the key to success for you and your students. The Huntington Advantage includes low startup costs, turnkey systems, dedicated support teams, national and local marketing support, and multiple revenue streams to help you build a life-enriching and profitable business. No education experience needed. In today's environment, the need for tutoring has never been greater. When you become part of Huntington Learning Center, you're fulfilling an urgent need in the growing $5 billion supplemental education industry. To learn more, visit HuntingtonFranchise.com. Make a meaningful difference, pursue your dreams of business ownership, and be a positive force in your community. Don't wait. Visit HuntingtonFranchise.com today. Hey, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside of your home and on top of the wide variety of house plants available. You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of house plants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online in your house and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert for your type of soil, landscape design, and how to best take care of your plants. I've actually been using Fast Growing Trees for years. I ordered a ton of trees from them three years ago when I moved into my new house and saved myself a ton of money instead of hiring a landscaper. And right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And our listeners get an additional additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DIAL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DIAL at checkout. That's fastgrowingtrees.com, code DIAL, D-I-A-L. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so the next part is you, which is understand. While we can convey that we're understanding what someone's saying through words, we can also convey that we understand what they're saying, but we're also listening through nonverbal cues like body language, uh, tone, facial expressions. All of those often carry the emotional weight of the conversation for the person to feel like we're also listening to them as well. And so there's verbal and there's nonverbal. And um, I remember when I was when I was little, not really little, but I guess when I was younger, uh, my manager at the time was really good at developing people. And even though there were women in the company that I was in and there were women managers, he was the number one developer of female leaders. And I was like, Jeff, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what is, what's the difference? And he's like, what I try to do is I try to tailor my communication style based off of who's sitting in front of me. I try to tailor it to them. I try to listen the way that they want me to listen to them. I try to give them verbal and nonverbal cues 
that I'm listening to them. And sometimes with males who are overly aggressive or more masculine, I communicate in a completely different way. Sometimes when I'm with females who happen to be very feminine, I communicate in a completely different way. Because he wanted to be, the way he explained to me is he wanted to be a communication chameleon. He wanted to be able to go to any type of person, and he was so damn good at communicating. He wanted to go to any person and make them feel like they were seen, they were heard, and that he could communicate with them on their level. And so a lot of times it's not about being a chameleon. It's about like, I'm going to talk the way that I want to talk, and I'm going to be the way that I want to be. Really what it comes down to is can we change around a little bit to make people feel like we're on their same level? And um, it comes down to, to head nods. It comes down to squaring up your shoulders. It comes down to verbal cues like, uh-huh, yeah. It comes down to uh, reflecting back sometimes what, what we notice that they're saying to us. It could be facial expressions. With the ref, ref, reflecting back, it could be repeating back to them to make them know that you're listening to them and understanding. And it's not about being a parrot and just saying what they just said, but it's like, oh, okay, so, so what you're saying is dot, dot, dot. Or, okay, so if I understand this correctly, dot, dot, dot. And you kind of go into that and allow them to be like, oh man, this person's fully listening to me. Now, mind you, when I say men can communicate this way, women can communicate this way, once again, that is a generalization. There's very large spectrums of the way people communicate. It's more of like the masculine energy and the feminine energy it doesn't necessarily mean men and doesn't necessarily mean women. I have a really good friend who is a male, but he communicates in, a, in more of what they call quote unquote feminine way. And he's also really, really, really good at communicating with women and making them feel safe. But he's also really good when he needs to of turning himself also into a chameleon and speaking to men the way that men speak or, you know, masculine way of speaking. And so it's, it's not about just men and women. I don't always want it to be that way. It's more of like there's masculine ways of being, there's feminine ways of being, and all of us have uh, those aspects in us, but we just tend to communicate more of a masculine way, more of a feminine way. And once you start to understand the way that it is, you can start to reflect back to people so that they feel like you're listening to them, so they know that you're listening. So once again, that's the head nods, that's the uh-huhs, that's the eye contact, that's the body language. All of these show that you're listening to them and show that you're present. But more than anything else, what I think is the most important thing, it makes the person feel seen and makes the person feel heard. One of the things that I've realized and learned over the past couple of years is that so many people in this world are just starving for someone to hear them, to make them feel seen, to make them feel heard, to make them feel like they're understood, and more than anything else, to make them feel like their emotions are valid. Because all too often, people will say something that is the truth to them, and then they completely get invalidated by somebody else's opinion or someone else's belief. So it's important for us to try to build the skill set of making people feel seen and making people feel that, like their emotions are valid, which then go into the V, which is validate. The validate side of it is, oh, I completely understand. Tell me more about that. Oh, you know what? I completely see where you're coming from. Because you have to realize that everybody is looking through the world uh, through their own specific lens based off of their childhood, based off of their upbringing. If you had the exact same body as them, you were born into the exact same circumstances and every single instance of your life was the same as theirs, you would be exactly the same way that they are. And you have to understand that they are perceiving the way, they're perceiving the world based off of the way that they've been raised and everything that's ever happened to them, which means that perception is reality. They are living in a reality based off of how they are perceiving it. 
So by validating someone else's feelings or experiences, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily agreeing with them. That's the important thing. You could have judgments and beliefs that are completely opposite of somebody, but you can also validate their feelings or experiences at the same time. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're agreeing with them, but it acknowledges that the other person's perspective is legitimate and that you can understand where they're coming from. And part of the validation is stop trying to fix everyone. I have done this before where I was like, I'm Mr. Fix-It. Lots of guys do this in relationships with women where it's like, oh, you're crying about this? Let's fix this thing. And it's more about like sometimes people, sometimes people do want something fixed. Sometimes they just want to be validated. And it really comes down to a really great question that can help you out with this is, you know, and this has really helped me out in my relationship. If my wife comes up to me and she's going through some things, I can, I, I, I immediately, as being a coach for 17 years, can go, oh, I see exactly what the problem is. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this so you can fix it. Sometimes that's what she wants. Sometimes she doesn't. So I can ask this question when, whenever she comes and expresses something as I say, hey, listen, do you want my help with this or do you just want a hug? And it's, it, it shows in that moment like, okay, I do actually want someone to bounce ideas off of or you know what, I'm just coming to vent and express and I just want you to, to see and hear me and don't try to fix me. And so, you know, stop trying to be the savior. It's called the savior complex. I'm going to fix every single person. You know, men and women, we, we, many of us have the savior complex. So is it, is it that you want to be you know, you want my help in this situation or do you just want a hug? And it allows you to kind of figure out where they are. Another thing that really helps with validation is, is ask questions to them. If you, if you see that and you see someone's going through something to help them validate their experiences, ask them questions to deeper understand them. What else are they going through? What else is going on? Tell me more about that. You know, you can start to allow them to go deeper ask questions to allow them to come out and actually start to see what's going on. And, and sometimes we want to fix somebody, but sometimes we can help somebody find their own solutions by asking questions. Helping somebody grow is not necessarily about taking away their pain, but sometimes it's about helping them suffer less. You know, pain is going to happen. That is part of being a human. Suffering is taking the pain and pulling it with you into the future, into the future. So it's like, you know, if your friend... Uh, was dumped seven months ago and she's still suffering from that breakup, that's not pain anymore. That's suffering. She's pulling the breakup with her into the present moment. And so really what it comes down to is if we can start out, instead of saying, hey, this is your problem, why don't you ask some questions around it? Hey, what do you think of when you think that? What do you feel is holding you back in this? Is there a reason why you feel like you haven't gotten past this yet? Are you taking some time for yourself each morning to like fill your cup Work on your own reading or personal development or, or self-love. Instead of saying, hey, you should work out more. You should wake up. You should meditate. It's like, hey, are you, are you working on yourself? Are you giving yourself space to learn and grow? Have you been meditating? And just kind of see if they can make their own connections. Because if you, if you could tell somebody something and, and give them advice, or you could ask them questions. When you ask them questions and they come to their own actual solution, they're 10 times more likely to remember it simply because their brain had to create new neural pathways to get there. But once again, even if you don't agree with them, you still need to make sure that you try to validate them. They did the best. Every single person is doing the best with what they have, even if they did terrible. And so it's about bringing that compassion, that understanding as well, because we all just want to be understood. And so really what it comes down to is I did an episode a few weeks ago on how to be a better communicator. If you want to know how to speak better, go back and listen to that one. But really this side is how to become a better listener, to understand somebody, to validate them, to make them feel 
loved, L-O-V-E-D. So that's what I got for you for today's episode. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, Rob Dial Jr., R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. And if you want to go ahead and order my book, my book, Level Up, if uh, you want to get it, it's how to stop procrastinating, how to get focused, and how to upgrade your life. Go to robdial.com slash book. It is 17 years of my knowledge of helping you know myself, but also helping other people uh, put into a book on how to take action to create the life that you want. It is not a self-development book. It is a step-by-step process of how to actually get your shit together and create the life that you want. So once again, if you want it, it is called Level Up, and you can go to Amazon. You can type in Rob Dial Level Up, or you can just go to robdial.com slash book then you can get it there. All of the sources to buy it are there. So with that, I'm going to leave you the same way I leave you every single episode. Make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. I appreciate you, and I hope that you have an amazing day. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Te presentamos a la familia López. Fashion es su pasión. Vas a ver que estos flurgies los va a tener todo el mundo. Y cuando se enteraron de que Walmart ahora tiene un probador virtual para su centro de visión. Fashion show virtual. Aquí viene Silvia con monturas preciosas de DKNY. Le sigue José en lentes de Nike. Y Sandra con lentes de Vivi que le quedan bellos. Con mis flare jeans. Pruébate todos los looks con el probador virtual de Walmart. Sube tu prescripción y compra tus lentes online para que te lleguen directo a casa. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se si aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles.